nomine patris et fili et spiritus sancti. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I greet you in the words of Saint Paul. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you now and always. Amen. Welcome back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World with me, Patrick, to f on this sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year C. We gather to listen to God's words, to adore and glorify Him, to pray for the Church, for our world, for those in need, for ourselves and for those who have died through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary. Let us now pray in the words of Jesus, our Saviour. Pater Noster, quies in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat renium tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut e nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, set libera nos amalo. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, on this sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah tells us to put our trust and hope in the Lord, not in human beings. The second reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians assures us that our hope in the resurrection is sure because Christ has been raised from the dead. And in the Gospel reading, Jesus instructs his disciples and therefore us in the paradoxical blessedness of poverty, hunger, sorrow and persecution. Happy are those who are poor, hungry, weeping, hated, excluded, insulted and denounced because in poverty we recognize our dependence on God, in hunger God's providence, in sorrow for sins reconciliation with God and in persecution the true joy of standing for the faith with heroic convictions. What makes one blessed is not simply poverty or hunger or sadness or suffering for the faith, but leaving this 
in the context of one's commitment to Jesus and his spirit of sharing. We pray that God will give us his grace to adopt the values enshrined in the Beatitudes in our everyday lives so that we can become instruments of hope and healing in our troubled world. Amen. A reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The Lord says this, A curse on the man who puts his trust in man, who relies on things of flesh, whose heart turns from the Lord. He is like dry shrub in the wastelands. If good comes, he has no eyes for it. He settles in the patched places of the wilderness, a salt land, uninhabited. A blessing on the man who puts his trust in the Lord, with the Lord for his hope. He is like a tree by the waterside that thrusts its roots to the stream. When the heat comes, it feels no alarm. Its foliage stays green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never ceases to bear fruit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the first letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians. If Christ raised from the dead is what has been preached, how can some of you be saying that there is no resurrection of the dead? For if the dead are not raised, Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, you are still in your sins. And what is more serious, all who have died in Christ have perished. If our hope in Christ has been for this life only, we are the most unfortunate of people. But Christ has in fact been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for revealing the mysteries of the kingdom to mere children. Alleluia. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory be to you, Lord. Jesus came down with the twelve and stopped at a piece of level ground where there was a large gathering of his disciples with a great crowd of people from all parts of Judea and from Jerusalem and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. Then, fixing his eyes on his disciples, he said, How happy are you who are poor! Yours is the kingdom of God. Happy you who are hungry now! You shall be satisfied. Happy you who weep now! You shall laugh. Happy are you when people hate you, drive you out, abuse you, denounce your name as criminal on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice when that day comes and dance for joy, for then your reward will be great in heaven. This was the way their ancestors treated the prophets. But alas for you who are rich, you are having your consolation now. Alas for you who have your fill now, you shall go hungry. Alas for you who laugh now, you shall mourn and weep. Alas for you when the world speaks well of you. This was the way their ancestors treated the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Sisters and brothers, the Beatitudes which we have just listened to in the Gospel of Luke are often described as a framework for Christian living. As we listen to this Gospel of the Sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, Year C, the Beatitudes jar our sensibilities. Those who are poor, hungry, weeping or persecuted are called blessed or happy. This is indeed a gospel of reversals. The first reading from the prophet Jeremiah provides a background for this sense of being happy, blessed or cursed in that it points to likely outcomes, positive or negative, as the case may be based on whether or not one puts one's trust in God. Those often thought to have been forgotten by God are called blessed or happy. 
in the list of woes, those whom we might ordinarily describe as blessed by God are warned about their peril. Riches, possessions, laughter, reputation. These are not things that we can depend upon as sources of eternal happiness. No, they not only fail to deliver on their promise, our misplaced trust in them will lead to our demise. The ultimate peril is in misidentifying the source of our eternal happiness. It is outrageous in any age to congratulate the poor on being poor, the hungry on being hungry, the weeping and the reviled on being in the condition they are in. Correspondingly, it appears foolish to declare unfortunate for that is what woe signifies, the wealthy, the well-fed, the full, the laughing, and those who enjoy a good reputation. The Beatitudes and the woes only make sense in the light of the coming reversal of fortunes to be brought about by God that is a prominent theme in Luke's view of salvation. They have a clear anticipation in the canticle of Mary, the Magnificat. He casts the mighty from their thrones and raises the lowly. He fills the starving with good things, sends the rich away empty. God is on the side of the poor and marginalized rather than the rich and powerful. The prospect that God will intervene to reverse the present social setup makes it better even now to be poor, hungry, weeping and reviled rather than rich, full and so on. So Jesus is not endorsing poverty or hunger as though there were good things in themselves. In the contrary, in themselves, there are evils to be eradicated. He is insisting that what most people reckon to be advantages and disadvantages are relativized and indeed reversed in view of a particular vision of God. A God who has pledged to act on behalf of the poor and marginalized rather than the rich and well-off. What the Beatitudes basically call for is a preparedness to be vulnerable in the light of this understanding of God and God's faithfulness. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our vocation as Christians is not to be first in this world, but rather to be first in the eyes of God. 
we are challenged to examine our present situation in the context of our ultimate horizon, the kingdom of God. God knows that 50% of his children are hungry. 80% live in substandard housing and 70% have no education. If over half our children were hungry, cold and uneducated, how would we respond to their suffering? God wants us to live as brothers and sisters who care for one another. Let us light a candle rather than curse the darkness. We know millions are starving. Millions are being persecuted, homeless and leading hopeless lives. The only way the promises of the Beatitudes can become a reality for them is through the efforts of people like you and I. Hence, let us remember that each time we reach out to help the needy, the sick or the oppressed, we share with them a foretaste of the promises of the Beatitudes here and now. There are two ways, one of life and one of death. And there is a great difference between the two ways. These are the opening lines of the Didache, a first century Christian catechism used to teach new Christians the essence of the Christian faith. The way of life and true happiness is the way of Jesus. The way of the Beatitudes, the way of rendering loving service to God by serving our brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, let us pray for the grace, the grace to internalize the Beatitudes, to adopt the values enshrined in the Beatitudes in our everyday lives so that we can become instruments of hope and healing in our troubled world.
We trust in the Lord above any other source of help or hope, because He alone knows our deepest needs and is able to meet them. We now turn to Him with confidence. For the church, called to proclaim God's blessing for the poor, the hungry, the weeping, and the persecuted, and for the Spirit's wisdom and strength in our daily living, the values of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the gift of courage that God will enlighten us to make decisions based on gospel values and empower us to put them into practice. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For a deeper spirit of honesty that God will help us to speak and live the truth in every area of our lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who struggle with ill health, those who have been in hospital, we remember especially our brother Joel and all those, our brothers and sisters who are sick, that God will extend his healing hand and touch them and grant them the gift of health. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who have suffered violence, that God will heal their painful memories, and that the Holy Spirit will free them to live life fully. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who struggle with anger, that God will give them strength to direct it in productive ways and not allow it to become violent. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who have died and those whose anniversaries occur around this time, we pray especially for Mama Rose Bimeru and for all those who have died recently. May they experience the everlasting life of heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For our own personal needs and desires, let us now pray in the silence of God's stillness. We now ask Mary, our mother and mother of Jesus, to pray with us and for us as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
God our Father, we ask you to hear the prayers we bring to you today. Help us to acknowledge your greatness and to serve you with grateful hearts. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me today to listen to the word of God, to praise and worship God and to be strengthened in our faith. We pray for the grace to enshrine the values of the Beatitudes in our everyday lives, that we may be instruments of peace, of hope and healing in our broken world. Amen. I wish you a peaceful celebration of this feast of the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. Let us finish like we began in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>